Hi, welcome to today's program. This is Kennedy. We're living on God's Word. Today we're going to read Ephesians chapter 2 from the Jesus Bible, NIV edition. We'll review key takeaways and end our session with a prayer. So let us begin. Made alive in Christ. As for you, you were dead in your transgressions and sins, in which you used to live when you followed the ways of this world and of the ruler of the kingdom of the air, the spirit who is now at work in those who are disobedient. All of us also lived among them at one time, gratifying the cravings of our flesh and following its desires and thoughts. Like the rest, we were by nature the serving of wrath. But because of his great love for us, God, who is rich in mercy, made us alive with Christ even when we were dead in transgressions. It is by grace you have been saved. And God raised us up from Christ and seated us with him in the heavenly realms in Christ Jesus, in order that in the coming ages he might show the incompatible riches of his grace expressed in his kindness to us in Christ Jesus. For it is by grace you have been saved through faith, and this is not from yourselves, it is the gift of God, not by works, so that no one can boast. For we are God's handiwork, created in Christ Jesus to do good works, which God prepared in advance for us to do. Jews and Gentile reconciled through Christ. Therefore, remember that formerly, you who are Gentiles by birth and called uncircumcised by those who call themselves the circumcision, which is done in the body by human hands, remember that at the time you were separate from Christ, excluded from citizenship in Israel and foreigners to the covenant of the promise, without hope and without God in the world. But now, in Christ Jesus, you who once were far away have been brought near by the blood of Christ. For he himself is our peace, who has made the two groups one and has destroyed the barrier, the dividing wall of hostility, by setting aside in his flesh the law with its commands and regulations. His purpose was to create in himself one new humanity out of the two, thus making peace, and in one body to reconcile both of them to God through the cross, by which he put to death their hostility. He came and preached peace to you who were far away and peace to those who were near, for through him we both have access to the Father by one Spirit. Consequently, you are no longer foreigners and strangers, but fellow citizens with God's people and also members of his household. But on the foundation of the apostles and prophets with Christ Jesus himself at the chief cornerstone. In him, the whole building is joined together and rises to become a holy temple in the Lord. And in him, you too are being built together to become a dwelling in which God lives by his spirit. This is another one of Paul's great letters to the Ephesians. And here he's basically saying, contrasting the difference between death and life. The difference between spiritual death and spiritual life. He's basically saying before Christ, before he came along, you were two separate humanities. You were not a part of the covenant of the Jewish customs. You 
did not participate as a member in that covenant. It wasn't until Jesus came along and now you have those who are spiritually dead being extended an invitation to a resurrected life. Jesus reaches out to Jews and Gentiles alike and says, forget the law. The law is now dead. I'm going to extend an invitation to join me and my Holy Father up in heaven for eternity. And I'm going to extend that invitation to you through me, through my sacrifice on the cross. And as Jesus wore the sin of humanity and bore them on his shoulders at the most desolate moment, the most lonely moment for him when he was bearing the sins of the world and separated from his father. At that moment, the most beautiful thing happened. Jesus then opened up the bridge for us sinners to walk through and to be with his father and him forever in heaven. Because at that moment, Jesus paid the price. The price was fully paid. As in the old customs, when the pastors and the Jewish temple leaders, they took the lambs, they sacrificed them in order to wipe away the sins of the people that were making the offerings. God himself had to make his own offering. And his lamb, the lamb he chose was Jesus Christ. And that lamb, the blood of that lamb, washed away our sins. So here Paul is saying, there's nothing you can do, but it all has been done for you. God has paid the price. God has created the plan, executed the plan. And he, all, he's, all you have to do is, is accept that invitation. And now you will be part of God's kingdom forever. And you will go from spiritual death to spiritual life. And so there's nothing that you need to boast about. There's nothing that you can do, but it's just all because of your status as a child of God, because you are God's child, not your wisdom and not even your efforts to obey or your morality. Nothing you can do to try to be good is what's earn you that right. It's just because you were a child of God and God has given you that invitation to be part of his kingdom forever. So Lord, Thank you for this invitation. Thank you for showing us that we are worthless. There's nothing we can do to earn your grace, your love, but that you simply give it to us, Lord. That you came down and that you united the Gentiles, those two humanities between the Gentiles and the Jews, Lord. And that you reached out to all of us. And that through your sacrifice, Lord, we are now made righteous in your presence. So, Lord, we thank you for this, and we ask that the Holy Spirit be upon us, and we ask this in your Son, Jesus' name. Amen. This concludes today's reading and interpretation of Ephesians chapter 2. We hope that you will join us again tomorrow. God bless you. This is Kennedy, your brother in Christ, always.